Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Well, the past couple of weeks, we have picked up our journey through the Old Testament. First, we were introduced to Joshua, who is Moses' protege and the current leader of the Israelites. And now we've been following them as they've, they've begun to close in on the promised land. This week, a river stands between them and the land, the Jordan River. And while it's often more of a meandering brook, it's flood season and the Jordan River is raging. And so once again, I'm gonna read a decent chunk from the book of Joshua. So here now reading, starting in Joshua 3, verse one. Early in the morning, Joshua rose and set out with all the Israelites and they came to the Jordan. They camped there before crossing over. At the end of three days, the three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the priest, then you shall set out from your place. Follow it, so that you may know the way you should go, for you have not passed this way before. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, a distance of about 2,000 cubits. Do not come any nearer to it. Then Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself, wash yourself, prepare yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. To the priests, Joshua said, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on in front of the people. So they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went in front of the people. Now when the people set out from their tents to cross over the Jordan River, the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant were in front of the people. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. So when those who bore the Ark had come to the Jordan and the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped into the edge of the water, the waters flowing from above stood still, rising up in a single heap far off at Adam, wholly cut off. Then the people crossed over opposite of Jericho. While all Israel were crossing over on dry ground, the priest who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan River until the entire nation finished crossing over the Jordan. Then Joshua summoned the 12 men from the Israelites, whom he had appointed, one from each tribe. Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you should take up a stone on his shoulder, one for each of the tribes of Israel so that this might be a sign to you. When your children ask in time to come, what do those stones mean to you? 
Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall be to the Israelites a memorial forever. The Israelites did as Joshua commanded. They took up 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan according to the number of the tribes of Israelites. As the Lord told Joshua, they carried them over with them and placed them where they camped and laid them down there. Joshua set up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant had stood and they're there to this day. On that day, the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him as they had stood in awe of Moses all the days of his life. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. And together we can say, thanks be to God. So this promised land story is starting to pick up some steam. Or you get a sense that, that something big's about to happen. This story, it does a couple things in progressing the narrative. Right? It, it serves to establish Joshua as the leader, to set apart the priests as carriers of God's presence, and to remind the people that they're not alone. That as they take these steps, God goes with them. And so the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, the sacred chest containing the Ten Commandments, all right, so their Bible, a jar of manna, and the staff Moses used to part the Red Sea, all right, interesting connection. The priests carrying the Ark quite literally take a step of faith as they walk off the banks of the Jordan River into the rushing waters, hoping praying, trusting that God was with them, and the river stops. And I know we just read it, but can you, can you feel it? Can you feel that moment? Have you ever stood on the banks of a loud, rushing river? Can you imagine what would feel like in that space for the water to just disappear? the noise of the river to fade, the sound of the forest start coming through a little bit. Everyone within miles would know something just went down, right? that something big had just happened. The obstacle, the challenge, the impassable river was quieted and the people just peacefully walked across and stood on promised ground for the very first time. And I wonder, have you ever faced something, a challenge, a trial, a loss so deep that you didn't know if you could survive it? Have you ever faced a barrier, right, an obstacle, something that stood between where you were and where you wanted to be? My mind went to the American folk song or the adapted children's book, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Younger parents might know it as the YouTube video that plays on loop. All right, so it's, it's a chant. I'll start it. You guys will repeat. Don't leave me hanging, please. All right. We're going on a bear hunt. We're gonna catch a big one. We're 
we're not scared. And then the characters, that works so much better than I thought it was going to. Thank you. And then the characters face obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, right? The book, it goes, oh no, look at that tall grass, or oh no, look at that big river. And then the chant continues. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We've got to go through it. So have you ever found yourself in one of those proverbial bear hunts where your life crashes into something and there's no option but to go through it? You can't pretend it's not real. It didn't happen. Going backwards isn't an option. You simply must take it head on whether you feel like you're ready for it whether you want to or not, and whatever it is, it's big, right? It's really big because you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You know your only choice is to go through it, but truth be told, that doesn't seem all that possible. So you're feeling stuck, vulnerable. You begin to wonder, maybe the promised land isn't in the cards for me. Right, maybe this like, crappy feeling in my stomach is as good as it's going to get. And while I wish I could tell you that if we just carried the ark or, or a Bible around with us, that everything would come out smooth, but we all know that's not the way life works. We all know that's not the way the Bible works. But I can tell you, I can tell you that others have gone before you that others have faced similar obstacles, right? They've, they've faced similar losses, rivers, and they've come out the other side still intact. I can tell you that there is, there is a resilience to the human spirit that helps us take on those things that we would never take on if it was up to us. And this wasn't the, the Israelites first time facing a massive body of water, right? Not knowing how they would get across, how they'd survive it. The priests who stepped into the Jordan River today, they were likely just children when Moses led the people out of Egypt. They were likely just children when they watched God part the Red Sea and deliver their parents. They're just childhood memories but they're memories nonetheless. It's a, it's a story that had been told to them and retold as a community. Passover, it's deliverance. It's the one story that every last one of them would have known. And so when they arrive at the Jordan River, they have a memory of what God had done for their parents. And so when facing the rivers of, of life, of our lives, it can be remarkably reassuring to, to recall the past, to remember those who have gone before us, to remember that we're not the first one to face a river like that, and we're certainly not the last one that's going to. And in the same way, it can also be helpful to think ahead 
to look to the future, to be aware that, that your children and your children's children, they're likely to face similar situations. Right, that the next generation will know the pain of loss, the stress of life, the shock, the grief, the anger that just comes along with being human. They will eventually face their own rivers and they could learn from our stories. Right, they could find a connection with you and your shared struggles if you let them in. In today's reading, when the people finally did make it across the river, when they were finally standing on safe and dry ground, they set up a, a memorial. They stacked stones. They paused the celebration and created a, a visual reminder of the river they had just passed through. And I just want to read that little part again because I think it's special. Joshua said to them, pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, one for each tribe of the Israelites so that this might be a sign among you. And when your children ask in a time to come, what do those stones mean to you? And you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the ark of the covenant of the Lord. There's a generational thing going on in this story. The Israelites, the people of these, these Old Testament histories, they were keenly aware that the future generation, that their children and their children's children could learn from their stories. That's why they wrote them down, and all of them, right? They, they didn't only write down the good ones that made them look good. They, they, they wrote down all of it, even the moments that made them look foolish, right? They set up memorials. They wanted their kids to know what it looked like to face the rivers of life and to lean on God to help them across so that one day, Right? They might be able to face their own rivers with, with confidence, with faith, with communal perspective. This week I found myself wondering, right, what, what would it look like to create memorials in our own homes, right? in, in our lives? Memorials that tell the stories of the hard things that we've, we've made it through. What would it look like if we had a wall of photos that paid honor to the moments that took us right to life's edge, but didn't overtake us? How meaningful would it be for our children or anyone who entered our world to ask us, what do those photos mean? And why do you keep those memories around? How moving would it be to have an opportunity to tell them the story, the honest, not-so-fun story about the river that we faced and the way that God was with us through it? What if deliverance became part of, part of our, our design? What if survival became a normalized part of our story? What could that do for us? How much could that shape our perspective and the perspective of those that truly know us? So in just a second, we're gonna do something here. 
Together, we're going to create a, a living memorial to the many rivers that we've crossed, the many challenges that we've overcome, the many setbacks, losses, painful moments in life that we all have made it through. It might feel a little vulnerable, but I assure you that the vulnerability shown could likely cause someone here this morning to feel a little less alone. And so I invite you to to place that stone you received in your hand. Hold it, look at it, and name it. Name it for yourself. Name what river, what challenge, what loss this stone might represent. Bring yourself back to that moment in your life. That moment that you knew you couldn't go over it. You knew you couldn't get under it. You had to go through it and and you did. Whether you chose to, whether you wanted to, you were faced with a river and you survived. Maybe for you that river was cancer, a mental health crisis, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job. Maybe for you that river was a move and the subsequent lack of friends and community. Maybe it was the inability to get pregnant, an unexpected pregnancy. Shoot, even the expected ones can push you right to the edge. Maybe it was a divorce, a damaged relationship. Just being hurt one too many times. Maybe it was alcohol or substance abuse, a childhood trauma that resurfaces, or, or maybe it was just a season of a hundred little things going wrong that made everything seem impossible. Whatever it was, Hold that stone in your hand and name it for yourself. Transfer that story, that obstacle to the stone. And when you're ready, you can bring it forward. You can add it to a living memorial. Stack your stone upon the stones of others in this community. Watch it grow. Watch it fill up. Watch it topple over maybe. Just watch those who have overcome, who have survived, who have gone through it, bear witness to the reality that there is dry, stable ground on the other side. So friends, as Carol plays some music, take a second. And when you're ready, join me in setting up a memorial of the rivers of life and the God who's with us through it all. Friends, that's quite the memorial. That stack of stones represents a lot of hard stories, a lot of strength, a lot of resilience and spirit. And we don't get across rivers on our own. I've watched firsthand as you guys have helped each other across some of these hurdles. 
like the priests, I've watched many of you jump into the cold waters of life right alongside a friend or a loved one, right, willing to face it together. And I've gotten to hear story after story of how God, the divine, the source, how, how the presence of love comforted you, carried you, walked through it all with you. So take a picture or a, a mental picture of this stack of stones. Stash that image away. Right? Or even more powerful, the image of everyone coming up front at the same time. So that the next time, the next time you're faced with something that you can't see your way through, you might recall a community of survivors, a community of conquerors, a community who have been delivered over and over and over. And finally, look, look for ways to share your story. Right? Look for ways to incorporate those honest and hard moments of life into the stories that you tell your kids, your friends, your people. Sometimes the hardest part of facing a river is feeling alone. And so your stories to each other, they're powerful, they're meaningful. They bear witness to a God who is with you, so we read over and over in the first week, a God who will never let you go. Share them to the glory of God. Amen.